Two out of three falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Heat Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here. But right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. I'm joined now by Peter Rosenberg of Hot 97, Cheap Heat, Juan Epstein, Michael K. Show, ESPN Radio, uh, Mike Tyson Podcast, Rosenberg Radio. Um, is there anything that I'm missing, Mr. Rosenberg? Um, I think you actually got it all. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, WWE Network, WWE. Um, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Rosenberg Radio. You're a very busy man, so I thank you for coming on and spending some time with us. Uh, first of all, with GP, I do want to humbly thank you for uh, using all the drops that I sent you over the past year. It's, it's very funny. It's very entertaining. So at least I can I can say I have a little bit of contribution to the GP podcast, man. Thank you. Yes, you, you definitely do. I thank you, man. I mean, we don't have... The setup I'm using isn't always one where I could use sounds. Otherwise, I would do it more. But uh, mm. I really appreciate it. Some of those are classic material. Now, real quick, you know, all the all the things I mentioned, you're a very busy man. But I think the main question I got for you to start off is, when does Peter Rosenberg have time for Peter Rosenberg? You know, you're very busy, busy schedule. I feel like you're doing a whole bunch of things. When do you have time to sit down, relax, and just chill out, man? Uh, I mean, listen, sometimes, you know, I, I get some time at night. Um, I, I'm on my way to go home and do that right now in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely make time every day to relax. I do. Um, you know, sometimes it's not as long as others. This past weekend, I went to Montreal with my wife and just, but we had nothing the whole weekend. Nothing work-related at all. So, you know, I grabbed the time, and I, I, I definitely probably have more of it than one might think, mm. given my schedule, um, we I make it happen. It's just it's it's important to me. I believe wealth is in time. You know, free time is wealth. So you got to make you got to have some free time to right. enjoy yourself. Otherwise, what's the point of of everything? I don't really believe in that whole idea of like team no sleep and uh, nah, man. I I believe in sleep. <laughs> I believe in rest. I believe in quality time with your family. I don't believe in working nonstop, so hopefully I get enough time in there during the week. We are on the road to WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans at the Superdome, not the Silverdome, like 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 Hulk Hogan said. Um, you will be there on the network doing a pre-show, having a good time. Um, does it get a little nerve-wracking, anxious for you when you do these shows or go to these events, or has it become just regular natural for you now um i'd say i'd say it's a mixed bag you know i i i'm in this case i'm just looking forward to it i got so much other stuff going on right now Mm. that's taking a lot of my energy and um thought that mania weekend is something i so look forward to and again in keeping with that theme of it's important to have fun. Right. You know, WrestleMania weekend has always, for the last decade or whatever that I've been going, WrestleMania weekend has been such a part of the fun of my life that I didn't want to achieve a dream 
in starting to, to work at WWE, but lose my favorite weekend. So, no, it, it's more fun than ever. Um, you know, I, I, I go, I really only have to work. I do Radio Row on Friday morning where I do interviews like I've always done for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then my only real work that I have is all day Sunday, you know, just doing a work day at WrestleMania. And who doesn't want to be doing that? So everything else, you know, like Friday night Hall of Fame is just fun. I get to go now as someone who works for WWE. I mean, it's amazing, man. I used to, up until last year, I would go to the Hall of Fame and I'd be like, man, I should be sitting on the floor. This is trash. <laughs> Why am I up in the regular seats? Like, I should be a part of this, man. Right. But I didn't have, you know, why would I have been a part of it? I, I, I was on the outside. And so, you know, that that to me is really the dream, the dream achieved was to be a part of it. And I, I'm honest about that. You know, a lot of the, some of the criticism I, I, I get from people is being such a fanboy who's, this, that, and the next, and that's exactly right. You know, I, I love it. I desperately wanted to be a part of it, and when I get to have moments where I'm clearly a part of it, mm-hmm. um, I love that. I really, really enjoy it. So getting to go do Hall of Fame as, and be a part of the, the, the people in WWE is incredible. Um and uh, and then Saturday NXT, I won't do anything. I'll just be hanging out. We're going to have a heat and greet that day right. at a place called Walk Ons um, in in downtown New Orleans, right near um, the the Smoothie Center, Smoothie King Center. So I'm just hanging out Saturday, and then Sunday, you know, showcase the Immortals. I'll be at the uh, I'll be at the Superdome all day long, and then I I will be doing the second hour of the kickoff show. So I'm uh, just incredibly excited, fortunate, and thankful. So you do have the cheap heat meet and greet on Saturday for uh, before NXT. I know my brother and I will be in New Orleans, so if we have time. We'll definitely come check you out. Um, but I do have you on majority to talk about these anniversaries of WrestleMania coming up, or even today as we speak. Um, I'm I'm very big on anniversaries for a match for pay per view. Sometimes. It, it, it just reminds people or like, wow, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I, I saw that with, with my family or sometimes nowadays, Peter, people, you know, they read that and be like, man, I'm getting old. And I and I have to laugh at them because I'm like, yeah, I'm like early 30s. And, you know, just seeing like today, for example, WrestleMania four makes 30 years. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, wow. I was like I was four years old when WrestleMania four came out. And um it was it was monumental because it was the first WrestleMania where majority of it was a tournament. Uh, there was no WWF champion. One of your favorite wrestlers in Macho Man won the title for the first time. So I'll ask you this. One, when was the last time you saw WrestleMania 4? And two, where do you rank it um, for you? Or does it get higher on, on the ranking poll because Macho Man didn't, did win the title for the first time? Well, I've watched it recently in the in the last six months, probably, um, and it's a great it's a great WrestleMania format wise. It's just it's it's just really cool. Um, at that point, you know, it's it's interesting. It's a year removed from WrestleMania three, right? And yet they're still and yet they're still using Hogan and Andre to tell that story. 
which I find fascinating, um, that that story was still capable of, of doing that. That's how, that's how meaningful that rivalry was between Hogan and Andre. So I love that, that that, that was a part of it. I love that Savage wins the title. Um, I love that it was tournament format. It just made it really different. It stands out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an all it's an all timer. Uh, I, I would say it's a. Uh, I believe four is probably a top five mania. That, that's what I would guess. A top five for you, or you think in in general? I think in general, honestly. I mean, not every match is great because it's a tournament format. Yeah. But every match, but every match has meaning because it's a tournament format. So, mm. to me, I think it could be overall top five, and certainly for me, it is. You mentioned WrestleMania three, and that makes again not to make us feel old, but that makes thirty one years on on Thursday, on March twenty ninth. People regard WrestleMania three as top three, top five WrestleManias of all time, the pinnacle of the eighties wrestling boom. Um, you mentioned Hogan, Andre, Savage, Steamboat, Piper. They were all involved. And again, in front of 90, 93,000 people. Uh, and people regard the, 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 the Savage-Steamboat match to be one of the greatest in WrestleMania history and in wrestling history in general. Um, and I think it's very monumental for, for, for the company. Where do you regard WrestleMania three all time? And... Do you think that it could be the greatest WrestleMania of all time? It, it is. It is the greatest WrestleMania of all time. That's it's it. It is. There's. No, it's one of those things that the sight of it alone. There's a reason that they never stop showing it. Right. They will never stop showing it. None will ever look like that. I mean, you know, this year it's not like it's that much smaller. I mean, Dallas was bigger. Yeah. But. None, none will ever look like that, um, and have that iconic of feel. In my opinion, uh, I don't think it gets better than three because not only is Savage Steamboat just a piece of brilliance, but it, you know, I think I think one of the things that people don't appreciate, and maybe they will reappreciate or appreciate a little bit more after the Andre documentary comes out in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Hogan and Andre is a great match. It's a really well done culmination to a story that had a long build. Um, so, and and by the way, then there's other great matches on the card. I mean, the 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 Roddy Piper retirement angle was fun. The the Jade the Snake and Alice Cooper was was fun. Um, throughout the card, it's just a strong pay per view in general. Um, so. I think it's number one. I think even if all that happened were those two main events, the two biggest matches at the top of the card, if those are the only matches that happened, between those and the look and the impact Mm -hmm. of how big the moment was, to me it's number one. And what also makes an anniversary will be 20 years on March 29th will be WrestleMania 14. Now, WrestleMania 3 was different than 4. They were both impactful for many different reasons. But, you know, a guy that you work with, Mike Tyson, on his podcast was involved in WrestleMania 14. And, you know, again, we look back 20 years that people look at this event as the beginning, the official beginning of the Attitude Era. And we can say Stone Cold speech at King of the Ring kicked it off or Montreal 
or the match he had with Brett at WrestleMania 13. But people regard this as the official beginning of the Attitude Era when, you know, the whole Monday Night War with WCW. So, um, you know, kind of catapulting him over them with the ratings and, and things of that nature. But uh, looking back at WrestleMania 14, mixed 20 years on March 29th, Stone Cold, Shawn, Tyson, the whole build, it's, it, it's a different feel within the company. Um, how do you regard WrestleMania 14 as far as uh, as a historical piece? Uh, I mean, again, very, very important. Um, I, I don't know that... I don't think it's a guarantee that WWE wins the Monday Night War without it, mm. without Tyson's involvement. You know, that buildup from the Royal Rumble through WrestleMania, mm-hmm. um, if you go back and watch, if you go back and watch those Raws between uh, the Rumble and WrestleMania 14 that you can watch on the network, you you really, you, re- you, rem- you remember how, how much Tyson appeared and how much he was utilized there. Yeah. And um, you really can't put into words unless you were old enough to remember you really can't put into words how hot, how over Mike Tyson was that time. There's, the man was, the man was nuclear at all times, loved him, hated him, were scared of him. He con- he got a feeling out of everybody who laid eyes on him. Like, I, I don't even, whatever Vince paid him wasn't enough. <laughs> There's right just about no- that. There's no amount of money you can give someone who brings that much reaction with them to the table. You know, even if you were to go get Kanye West right now, let's say, it wouldn't get so much. The only person I could think of would be if Donald Trump showed up, you know, in terms of truly getting a feeling out of every single person watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tyson's impact was huge. And uh, obviously, that that mania was the culmination, and also I mean, it was just a generally a solid card at the be- at really the uh, you know near the beginning of the attitude era. And you're right, man. You know they they did use Tyson a lot. You know from the Royal Rumble night, the next night with him in Austin, um, him joining DX a, a few weeks later, him being involved in that outdoor event they had in Boston and WrestleMania 14. So he was. One of those celebrities that was really used a lot where every other week, it wasn't like I'll pop up here and there. And and, and I think what's in, what what is important is that he was a fan of the company. He was a fan of wrestling. He, he, he really wanted to be there. He, he had so much fun. Uh, he got into the Hall of Fame a few years ago. So he was he was one of those few celebrities that just wasn't paid to be there. The fact is that he really wanted to be there. Oh, yeah. No, he loves it. I mean, listen, Mike is a historian on wrestling to a certain degree, the way he is, like, boxing, really old wrestling, you know, going all the way back to Gorgeous George is stuff that he's fascinated by. Um, so, at the time, it was a big deal for him to be there. And not only that, you know, this is after jail, where he's not being accepted by everyone. And mm-hmm. Vince and Shane McMahon, they wanted him there, and they treated him well. And I think that affected him, too, to feel really wanted somewhere. All right, Peter, before I let you go, I got a couple of rapid-fire questions and um, just want to see what's your take on a bunch of these, all right? Sure. All right. Um, the first match or pay-per-view 
that you saw that got you into wrestling and why? I mean, it's, it's, it's all from that era. It's all from 86, 87. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to think of what it was. Um, because by the time Mania 3 happened, I was already fully in. Mm. So I don't remember. But I know one thing. I'm, it, I end up picturing the British Bulldogs a lot. You know, the, the British Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation, the Killer Bees, um, those guys were all part of it. Hogan was a big part of it. You know, I think I'm just like every other kid in that regard. You know, the baby faces from that time were really who got me into it. Um, but I think about the Bulldogs a lot and Matilda. And just, you know, I was a little kid. I was seven years old. So that was the stuff that really drew me to it. And then the culmination, I mean, it gets no more exciting for me than WrestleMania three, mm. which I didn't watch live. I watched on, I saw on, on tape the next day. Right. But it was uh, amazing. I think for me, real quick, I think it was SummerSlam 89 that I remember. Uh, 89, I was five. So I don't, you know, I did not see WrestleMania 3 live. I was only uh, four years old. So I think the one that I recall the most that really got me watching was 89 SummerSlam. But I think the match that really got me hooked was Hogan Warrior WrestleMania 6, which everybody would uh, majority say the same thing. But um, since you mentioned 80s, you know, it was. A, I know you're a Macho Man fan, but a, a lot of the fan base was Hogan and Warrior split down the middle. Uh, were you a Hogan guy? Were you a Warrior guy? Were you neither or like both? Uh, both, but I would say more Hogan. You know, but I, I loved Warrior, though. I mean, when Warrior came out, you know, when, when Warrior popped off, I mean, man, I mean, he was over beyond belief. I don't think you could be a little kid and not love Ultimate Warrior. Right. You know, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember my thought process at being so young, being whatever I was, eight nine years old. But I don't think you could be a little kid and not love Warrior. I mean, he was over for a reason. That was real life. How over Warrior was. Mm. Which was the first WrestleMania you went to, and how many have you been to in total? The first one I went to was. Uh, I believe Ric Flair retiring. What is that, 24? Uh, 24, yeah. 24 was my first. And I believe this year will be my ninth. Wow. I, 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 went, I went in Orlando to 24. Mm-hmm. I went... I didn't go to Arizona. I, I went to the Bay, I went to New Orleans, I went to New York, I went to Miami, I went back to Orlando, Uh, I went to Dallas, Um, so yeah, this is eight or nine for me, I I think nine, but I'm not sure. Were you at the, um, the one in Houston for the 25th anniversary? No, I was not at Houston. Was was that was that when Jericho um, and the old guys, <laughs> uh, when the old guys had the match against Jericho? Yeah, that's the one with Shawn and Taker, and, and people look at that as the greatest WrestleMania match. Yeah, um, no, I, I watched that one on TV. Um, I remember watching that on TV. I did not do Houston, so those are the two I missed. 
the two I missed were Houston and Arizona. Mm. Um, and I believe I've been to every other one since 24. What would you say is your favorite WrestleMania match of all time? Um, I would probably say Savage Steamboat. Although, to be honest, now, when I watch it, like which one I, I might enjoy now, I really love Hogan Rock. I really, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. think it's an, I think in terms of what the moment felt like, it's it's underrated. I mean, it, it was like almost impossible that those guys could deliver. Like, how could you possibly deliver, you know, and satisfy people when there's that much expectation? And I really feel that they did. Like, I feel like it was that great. So, I, I might say that. I might say Hogan Rock. All right. Just a few more, then I'll let you go. Um, you know, just just about any, any crowd you go to, Peter, you're going to hear these weird uh, chants from the crowd, like, you deserve it, and, you know, whatever the case may be. Is there a, a crowd chant that you just hate or, you know, really annoys you? CM Punk. <laughs> I figured that one. I, I figured that one. Yeah, that I would. I would say CM Punk. Oh, not because I don't love CM Punk, but just because like when you're doing that while someone else is performing, I just find it annoying mm-hmm. and disrespectful. Like, stop being a loser. Like, I get it. You love the guy. I mean, it just seems like he's gonna come back when he comes back. It'll be great. It, you can't chant him back. That's not how this happens. Mm. Um, so I would say that, um, you know, UF stuff is pretty annoying. Um, like, I, I hate UF up because it's a chant. I like CM Punk more than UF up because UF up is not only insulting, it's acknowledging the fact that it's not a, a competition. And I don't like yeah. it. I don't think you should be. I don't. Your cheering should be. You're supposed to be part of the performance to a certain degree, not sitting there pointing out like this is a performance, not a competition. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> now you're right. You're right. Um, is there a difference between a wrestler and a superstar? I ask that because when people ask me who's your favorite wrestler, I tend to separate it. Whether I should or not, I I always say Sean is my favorite wrestler, but my favorite superstar is Stone Cold because I I I would say Sean is a better wrestler than Stone Cold. Is there a difference? Should I even be separating that? Or if anybody asks me who's your favorite wrestler, I might just in- incline to say Stone Cold, whether he's a better wrestler than Sean or not. Um, I think. I think that there is a difference. I think it's fair to recognize a a difference in some way, you know, because there are guys who you can watch wrestle at, like, an indie show. Mm. Oh, man, they they do incredible things. I mean, like, they do just, like, like you could say Teddy Hart is your favorite all-time wrestler. Like, the guy does things in the ring that just blew your mind, you couldn't believe it, and you're amazed by him. Right. But you've never seen him be a superstar, he hasn't, he hasn't been on that stage. He hasn't had to deal with the, the same things. He never made it to that place. So, like, he's just one example because I think he's a great wrestler. 
But there are a lot of people like that. They're great wrestlers, but like until you see them on the biggest stage, you know, I, I think there's a way to, to differentiate. And then there are people who are like, you know, great in WWE, but if they walked into an indie show, they would not know what to do. They'd be like, I do not know how to put on a good match. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. So, you know, I don't know that I make that delineation, but I certainly understand why one would make a delineation. So if I was to ask you who who is or who are your favorite wrestlers, I'm pretty sure you would say Brett and Macho Man, right? Yeah, yeah, I would, and I would say that they're both. I would say that probably both, but I think that, for example, I mean, Macho Man is more of a superstar than Brett because, mm-hmm. you know, the Brett, don't get me wrong, Brett's a superstar too. Right. But from a character standpoint, from a mic performance standpoint, you know, Austin is better than Brett. You know, you could put Austin ahead of Brett when it comes to the whole thing. Mm. Um, I actually think, though, it's interesting. I think a lot of people would end up putting, being like, oh, well, Sean, too. I don't think Sean is a better super. Sean is an all-time great in, in a way that's sort of similar to the way Brett is. He really is a true wrestling fan's favorite wrestler. He wasn't some incredible Mike dude either, I don't believe. Mm. I believe he was really a great wrestler also. Um, and uh, that's not an insult at, at all. Uh, quite the opposite. I think he was amazing. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's probably how I would delineate. Would you go with WrestleMania 17 or WrestleMania 19? Uh, 19. There's something, I was watching 19 this week. Mm-hmm. There's something about 19 in particular. Again, it's, sometimes it's feel and atmosphere. There was something about Seattle, for whatever reason, that to me just made that one really, really stand out. Um, it's the, the, the stuff that was going on with Stone Cold behind the scenes. Yeah. The drama that happens with, with um, Rock. Um, and Angle, there was just so much happening, and then Hogan and Vince, it's a, I would probably go 19. Uh, three more. Is there a place or a city that you would want to see WrestleMania take place one day that they haven't done so um, so far? I would say London or something, uh, a European city, most likely London. Um, I think that would be cool. I think Japan would be cool. Um. Those jump out of my mind. Uh, in the U.S., I feel like in the U.S., all, all the bases have been covered. Um, I don't think there's a lot more to do here that, like, I, I stands out as, like, oh, they need to do that. I don't think so. Am I forget? Do you think I'm forgetting one? I don't think I am. Um, I know they, they built that new stadium in Minnesota, like, just last year or two years ago, so maybe that, but... Um, they pretty much had it everywhere that has a big stadium. Maybe, um, for some reason, maybe like Yankee Stadium would be something real different than MetLife. Uh, I know they do a lot of baseball joints, but but Yankee Stadium could be one. Yeah, I mean, the new joint in Minnesota should absolutely happen. Can't see how it wouldn't. Um, Yankee Stadium would be great. I, I would love... I would love if they somehow sucked it up and ran the garden. You know, even though, even though obviously it's it is what it is. Like I know it sounds crazy to start thinking about this number, but like, what about fifty? 
You know, fiftieth mm. the garden would fiftieth the garden would be pretty cool. Yeah, and then I'll be like in my in my upper forties, bro. <laughs> I know, man. It's wild. <laughs> um, two more. I'll let you go. Um, is there a match that you that should have been? A match that should have happened at WrestleMania but never got a chance to happen at WrestleMania. For example, I always felt Sean and Hunter, they, they, they always had a big rivalry, but they never had a match at WrestleMania. Um, is there a different match that you felt should have happened at WrestleMania that never got a chance to happen? I mean, obviously, obviously Flair and Hogan. You know, that's True. the real obvious... No brainer, you know it's not right. It's not right what happened. Like that, that that story shouldn't have been told that way. Um, I would say, I would say that's the only one to me that stands out in my mind. Um, you know that, that it absolutely should have been done. Um, I would love to see CM Punk Daniel Bryan. Okay, that would be really cool. Um, that's it though. Nothing else jumps out in my mind that I'm like, oh man, I, I, I wish I'd seen that. Um, sure, if I was to sit here and think there are more that I would love to see, mm. but the one that always, the, the first one that pops up is like, how did Flair Hogan not headline WrestleMania? That That's the one that really bothers you. And the last one I got for you, Peter, um, uh, I, I, I put a tweet out two weeks ago. And I got a whole bunch of responses. Uh, it was it was a question, like a picture with a question in it saying, if you could change the outcome of any WrestleMania match, whether it's a main event, the first match on the card, whatever it is, if you could change the outcome of any WrestleMania match, what would it be? Well, again, the obvious one is everyone wants Booker T to have beaten Triple H, Triple H at 19. Yeah, that's that's one that a lot of people uh, feel strongly about. Um, for me, oh, uh, um, Sting, Sting should have won his WrestleMania match. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. That that bothered me. I I, I know. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but. With everything that happened, the way that whole match played out, yeah, there was so much cool stuff there. It, it, Sting should have won. Because majority of the responses I got was Booker T winning at 19. What you just said was Sting. Um, Taker still being undefeated uh, against Brock. I got that a lot. I got... Um, yeah. Hogan should have never came out at WrestleMania 9. Um... Yeah, yeah. Well, people hated that. <laughs> Even Rusev should have won against John Cena. It was just a, ho- a whole bunch of uh, a lot of Undertaker Triple H responses. I- I- I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure um, those are the ones that I'm sure really resonate with people the most. Hey, Peter, man. I, I know you got to go, but I definitely uh, thank you and I appreciate you spending some time with me here on on the podcast. You can follow. Rosenberg Radio on Twitter and Instagram and check them out on Hot 97 Cheap Heat 
um, Michael K Show on ESPN and uh, ESPN Radio. Again, Peter, thank you, man, and I appreciate it. Randy, no problem, man. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the uh, rest of the build-up to uh, Mania, and I'll see you down there. All right, man. Take it easy. Later, man. All right.